Hey, welcome to One Creative Act. This is a heartfelt conversation with purposeful dreamers, innovators, and community heroes who turn simple creative actions into their greatest adventures and biggest contributions to the world. I'm your host, Mary Lynn Jenkins. What effect can one creative act have on you, your family, your community, your city, the nation, and the globe? What can come out of trusting that you have something to share through your own creativity? These are the questions we'll explore together. Our hope is that you'll walk away from every episode inspired to get into creative action and motivated to try something new, something you haven't tried in years or something you haven't done since you were a little kid. This podcast is an opportunity for you to discover or rediscover your creative spark. I'm so excited to be with you. So get your walking shoes on, get the car packed for a getaway or snuggle up with a cup of coffee and let's enjoy some time together. When you have amazing people to call on to join you in your newest venture, it makes for immediate fun, depth, remembering through conversation how you've gotten to know each other. And then the new conversation is born somewhat naturally and beautifully. There's a deepened sense of friendship that happens in these conversations. And I'm definitely going to have this guest back simply because I feel like we just got started and it was time to stop the conversation. Mitch Kaufman, he is a person who would not normally talk about his life and the impact that he is. And I pulled it out of him. I think it's why I love him so much. He's a community hero who has made a difference in my life for sure. He's taught friends of mine from all over the globe how to surf for the very first time. Literally, I would pick up the phone and call, and he would say, what time do you want me to be there? Just for the love of the water, for the love of surfing, for the love of life. He has spent time year after year being involved in the growth of others through supporting me in my previous business, Big Fish Power Yoga. And he's just an all-around great guy who has impacted in powerful ways the beaches of Jacksonville. Mitch is my guest today. He's been my friend for more than a decade, and he's somewhat of a legend in my town, Jacksonville Beach, Florida. He grew up here and is a native of Atlantic Beach, a beach town about five miles down the road from where this episode was recorded. He's best known and recognized on a surfboard and has been a surf contest director for over 30 years, and he's traveled the world surfing and was one of the first to have a camera in hand and begin recording surfing right on the beach. Mitch may also be best known for the Radical Side TV show. He produced it from 1988 until January 2001. His philosophy is to love what you do, and you'll never work a day in your life. And his creative acts of videography, staying on a surfboard, and serving everyone he can are a few things that we cover in our conversation today. I hope you enjoy listening in and hearing Mitch share his creative act that has really given him his whole life. 
He talks about luck, but is it really? I don't know. Or is it choice? I hope that this conversation with Mitch sheds light on how every day is a choice. Every wave can be a good wave. And life is the adventure that you make it one day at a time. Here's my conversation with my friend, Mitch. Mitch Kaufman. (sighs) Okay. The only place I can begin really is that when, when your name comes up, all I think about is the legend. That's the word. I know, and I don't want to pump up your ego at all. <laughs> I take that with a grain of salt. That is what comes up for me is that Mitch is such a legend and you are such a contribution to our town and specifically, you know, the beaches area. Um, I, th- I think about you always being such a constant creator for others to enjoy, there's never been one time in over a decade of my friendship with you where I've called and I've said, hey, can you do blank? And you've ever said no. You've no. never said no. And No one I just, says no to Mary Lynn. No, that, I don't know about that. <laughs> what I know is that, um, that I just, I love you for who you are in being such a creative innovator for the Jacksonville area and specifically in the area of surfing and the surf culture and what you really have just continued to stoke and grow and expand. Uh, People love, people love surfing because Mitch Kaufman had a hand in it, which is what I love. So I wanted to just ask you, what's the thing in this past year that you've done that you're most proud of? And we had an interesting year. I know um, here at the beaches, what's the thing that you're most proud of that you created for either for yourself or for the community in the past year? Yeah. Socially, it's been a really slow year, you know, because of the pandemic, but Mm -hmm. business, business has been really good, which is really weird because in the summer I shoot a lot of dance recitals. And last summer there were no dance recitals. There were no big gatherings. So that was, a a, a, a big loss of part of my business, but corporate wise, I did a lot of work. It was a great year for business. Wow. As far as um, anything big and, and like for the community, there, there wasn't too much because we couldn't have the certain surf contests because they didn't want people gathering. So um, <clears throat> it was a, a year of just kind of isolation and making money at work, saving up for when the world does open up. Yeah. Cause, cause this was going to be a big year to travel. And that was your could, plan. Was yeah, to travel we, a good bit because I, I, I'd been in the same building for 30 years and me and my partner sold it. And so I was going to travel, go, you know, just travel the world and then nothing. Yeah. We couldn't go anywhere. So I, I just worked and saved up money. And so now I'm ready to travel. Yes. So for people who are listening, who don't know you, you're, well, I consider it your side gig. It's really your main gig. It's videography. And your main gig is that you're a legend in the surf and skate world in the Jacksonville area. But your main, your main sort of creative act is videography. Do you want to talk a little bit about, you just mentioned what, what it was like um, this past year through the pandemic and corporate stuff. What were some of the things that you worked on? Well, so a lot of corporations, they couldn't send people out in the field either. 
So they were making videos to get their message out yes. there and hiring me to, to make the message of just uh, promote their business. Yeah. 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 Which was, which was really good. And, um, I work for some real estate guys I'm editing over here on the next computer and their business has been going crazy. I just shot, I shoot their monthly update every month and did it this morning. And, and you know, the, the building industry is out of control. It's out of control. Yeah. So I I work for those guys and and they also surf. So they take me surfing on, you know, it's like to Costa Rica. So one of the perks is, uh, is getting to go surf with your clients. Talk a little bit about that. Were you, so you said you weren't able to this year, but is that coming up? So now, now that the world's opening up, I've been to Costa Rica a couple of times, um, lately. Yes. And, and these, these guys that I work for, it's a family that were friends of mine before I started working for them. And we went down to Costa Rica. They found a house right in front of where we love to surf, where not very many people surf, and they bought it. <sighs> and so they're going down next week to check it out for the first time. That they, they, I think they bought it without even seeing it. Oh, my gosh. And, and, I, and I've got another friend that lives right next to that house that owns the house. And so I can go down there and stay with them. And it's just going to be a fun, uh, the future is looking good. Those are all, those are all pretty good perks, aren't they? Yeah. That's it's really so crazy. Fun. Tell me a little bit about, um, I know, I know a good bit about your background, but just to share with people growing up at the beach, you're like, a, you're, you were a beach kid, grew up here, went to Fletcher high school. Was there ever a doubt and I know that you do get out, you go, you leave and you travel the world and you continue to travel even now with, um, you know, a little bit, you know, pandemic world is still in the air, but not like it was. Was there ever a doubt that you wanted to contribute somewhere else? Or was this really always like, no, I, you know, was there, was there just a, a real solid uh, rootedness to this area? I think my main goal is to really contribute here in this community where I grew up. Most mm-hmm. of my parents grew up at the beach. I grew up at the beach. It, it is a, everybody that you talk to that either grew up here or that moved here agrees that it is the best town in the world. And, and so I do love to contribute to the community. And when I travel, you know, I like to help out wherever I go, really. We, we were going to Central America in the 80s early on, and I was teaching them how to like run contests and stuff because they were trying to, and they didn't really know what they were doing. And when I'd see people try to fix boards, mm-hmm. repair b- broken boards, and I'd, I'd teach them how, because we'd been doing it over here for way longer. Yeah. It, you know, so yeah. <clears throat> but you love contributing here. I do. I see you loving contributing here. Yeah. Because I've it. been given so much just, um, just being raised in the surfing community yeah, and just getting to surf all the time and skateboard and just the, the opportunities that have opened up with travel, mm-hmm. making friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even need money when you have all that. And that, yeah. that's the biggest blessing is when you have your health and all those friends, you don't need money. Yeah. You're a friend for them when they come here and they're like, Hey, come on, let's get now. Now we'll be your friend and you come here and meet us here. And it does sort of work that way. Yeah. I really, um, I value friendship and health the most. Mm -hmm. 
you you've said before that you've never worked a day in your whole life. <laughs> That's what I feel like because video production is so fun. I don't care what you're doing. You're learning new stuff every job. And then and then, you know, the surfing thing, that's just fun. Yeah. But yeah, video production, I couldn't imagine a more fun job. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And they and how funny, you know, this is one thing Mitch that I feel like I've I've just gotten to in my 40s, my later 40s. I was a set designer for years. I was a yoga teacher, still am, um, businesswoman, mama. And now, you know, this is sort of my creative act that's gotten me out of my comfort zone and I've loved it. And I love stepping into doing things like this, you know, brand new. Yeah. But you can't really see when you're in something a lot of times how everything about your life actually does work together. And then you have those, you have those moments, don't you, where you like lift up and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like the greatest life in the world. It does all work together, like videography and surfing and surf contest and friends over here and friends over there and new ideas. And oh yeah, I can do that. Right. Isn't it sort of like that? Like, it- yeah, totally. And I think it's just, I think it's luck that we were born into a, a situation where we can appreciate it. We can give back, you know, because we feel like we get so much. Yeah. It's easy to give back. Some people just don't have that mindset. They think the world's against them, you know, like the world owes them a favor yeah. and they'll never be happy. But I feel like I owe the world a favor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what I, what you're speaking to really is choice. You're choosing that. I'm just really fortunate to wake up every day and, um, you know, see what the world has in store for me that day. Yeah. I, I, I always know it's going to be good. Yeah. Well, that's a good attitude. Can I share a story? Yeah. It's, I mean, we've got a lot of good stories. Um, but I know that, you know, one of the first, I can't really quite remember like our initial, how we met, but I know that one of the first times I reached out to you for help was to video my teacher trainees at my yoga studio back in the early days. Do you remember that? Coming yeah, of course. Your, yeah, so, you know, camera. we met because Don and Deb were going, Debbie was going to yoga and, and, and she tried to get Don to go and Don goes, I'll go if Mitch goes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So for people <laughs> so I'm like, I'm in. These are all legends that I feel like I'm so fortunate <laughs> to call my friends. Don and Debbie Nickel, who will definitely be on the podcast, are uh, just incredible contributors to the beaches area through the restaurant Taco Lou. Just like world-class human beings, aren't they, Mitch? Yeah. World-class. It's incredible. They yeah. opened up a they, they opened up a small little restaurant called Taco Lou. They just wanted a small little restaurant. Somehow, with the first six months it was going to go out of business, they were just dying. Then once it clicked, it became the most popular restaurant at the beach. There was a line. I mean, it was packed every day. It was. Every day. They, they, they started making so much money or the business was so good, they expanded into a place like three times the size and they're even more packed. It, it, it's, I mean, it really is. It's one of those great, great treasures of, of the beaches for sure. We're so lucky to have it and so lucky to have them. But I remember that. I, well, I remember Don and Debbie coming to uh, the studio in the early days. 
And I do remember you coming. Don, Don brought me. Yes. I'm That's like, how let's we do met. this. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, and you know, okay, so this is what I remember too. I remember coming home and telling my husband, Mitch Kaufman was in my yoga class today. Like it was a really big deal. Like, and, and Don, I think somehow I knew TF, you know? Yeah, from the from history, like yeah. the history of the beaches yeah, yeah, yeah. and things yeah. like that. So um, yeah. I kind of knew TF and then, and then went meeting you, that energy, that positive energy and that beautiful face. You know, you're just like, oh my God. You're so sweet. TF's the man. Well, <laughs> share a little bit. I want to hear you share because what you were, you were this uh, creative, you were this like really cool uh, surfer. You had, you had, you walk into places and people know who you are, whether you think that or not, you no, walk into true. just about any place around here and people know who you are and you, you hold yourself in such a way that everybody feels like we're your best friend. And you said yes to record, you know, this, this brand new girl to town who I think I had maybe been in business a year at the time. This is like 11, over 11 years ago. 10 or 11 years ago. Yeah. And you said yes to recording um, my trainees. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Share a little bit about that. And it was that. so Just fun. Share. It's so fun because the way y'all communicate with each other, it's like it really, it kind of empowers you to be a better person, you know, because you make him get up there, go out of their comfort zone and then talk about it. And you're using these terms that I would never use because I don't have that much, you know, I mean, just sounds silly to me, the terms y'all use, but it's, but, but I really appreciate the way y'all, you just pull out from everybody and, and make some, because they have to in turn do that to another group of people, you know, like yoga is just making you a better person and you're making these yoga teachers. I just love watching and being a part of it. It yeah. makes me, it, 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 cause I'm absorbing it. And I'm like, and you, you always leave there feeling better. And the yeah. people that you meet, they're all just incredible people. All the, all your yoga teachers, you know, mm-hmm. and watching them grow right there within that hour. And it's, and it's every three minutes really, because you make them do it. And then, and then you, then you critique them. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like, Oh, it's, it's so fun. It was an incredible, yeah, those, those are incredible processes. You were a part of that process for sure, though. You know, it was I, an honor for me. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. so glad you asked me because it's an honor and a learning experience for me. Yeah. Well, and, and, the, and the friendships that I've made, man, and then, you know, go into your classes and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, that, I shot you <laughs> getting your. I know, right? <laughs> so for just a little more detail for people listening, um, when Mitch would come in, um, in the early days of our, of our teacher trainings at Big Fish, when Big Fish was a very young studio and we would have Mitch come in and use his creativity and expertise in videoing our teachers in different segments of their learning. So they quite literally could play back and see themselves, um, not just get feedback from their coach, but to see a playback. And um, that's a powerful part of growing yourselves, right? As a growing yourself as a, a, a teacher. And, and then you use that too. That's how you show people how to, or how you did for years, teach people how to surf and things like that and professional athletes. Yeah. Well, tell me this on kind of on that note, I know you're one of the projects that you're working on is loading 40 years of surf footage for editing. 
I'm curious, you know, why your commitment, why your commitment to do things like that? And what do you think the ripple effect is going to be? I mean, I started shooting surfing in the early 80s. Actually, I was, I was making surf and skateboard films starting in 72. When I was 13, I got a movie camera. I'd shoot film. We'd edit it. We'd have showings. We'd make titles and stuff all through high school. And then when a video camera became available in the early 80s and I was traveling and competing, I figured, let's get a video camera and start shooting this stuff. No one had a video camera. It was like unheard of. Mm-hmm. And so... I'd shoot contests. Wait, and tell me again the year. What year was this? When- I, I think I got my first video camera in 82. Yeah. And, and like I say, it was at a time, my friends had a high-end video store. And since they dealt with the Japanese, the Japanese sold them or gave them a video camera. And when they finished playing with it, you know, they sold it to me because yeah. it was just a toy. You're going to get tired of playing with anything, you know? And um, so they gave it to me and we were shooting stuff all the time. So we shoot local contests, show the footage at the award ceremony, and it would give everybody a reason. If you didn't make the finals, at least you could see yourself surfing. And that was all through the 80s. And then in 88, after talking about it for years, I started doing a weekly surfing show on local cable. And that really, the radical side. Yes. And I was going to do it for one year because it's a lot of work. There's no money into it. I'm in it. And um. After a year, I wasn't going to do it. And everybody's like, no, you got to do it. You got to do it. Okay, I'll do it for one more. Yeah, I did it for like 11 years. <laughs> Every year was going to be the last. Yeah, right. And, and I kept doing how, it. how creative passions go, isn't it? Mitch, tell me what kept you doing that. You said one, one more year, one more year. What kept you going? What kept you saying one more year, but you, this is my last year, but you actually kept doing it for so 11 years. So what happened in, in 19, I started the show in 88. In 1990, a travel agency in Cocoa Beach, Surf Express, um, they sent me to Barbados to shoot a contest because I had a TV show. They worked it out with the Board of Tourism down there that, you know, paid all my way down there. And then every year they send me on like two trips or or more um, all through Central America, all through Mexico, South America, Galapagos. um, And the the boards of tourism from all these countries would pay for me and my crew to go down there and explore areas that have never even been surfed before. Oh my God. Isn't that, yeah. Is it wild to even hear yourself say it now? It, it's the ridiculous because, you, um, you know, like there was never a plan. And, and I say luck all the time. Cause that's totally, I didn't like, I didn't even come up with that idea. That idea. That would be insane to say, I think I'm just going to travel around the world and get the countries that I'm going to to pay for it. I mean, that, that would sound crazy, but that's what was going on for year for like 10 years. And then as soon as I quit doing the show, I became the videographer for the U S surf team that was traveling around to the different world international contests. And then they hired me to be the coach. So I thought my travel days, my free travel days were over in 2000, but then I, I got on the U S team and started uh, traveling even more. And so, so it was just incredible. Just crazy. What would you say, Mitch, to somebody that was listening that's like, um, oh, I don't know, 18 or 20 or maybe even 40, that's like, yeah, man, I want his life. What, what would you say to somebody that, 
that really wants to step up and step in to doing something that they're actually not doing right now? If, if you love to do it, just do it and, and really try to do your best job without, it's like, it, like anything, do it for the benefit of others without looking for a reward, but, but just do your best job. I mean, that's what happened to me. I never yeah. expected anything in return. And I just gave it my all. Just the rewards came. I mean, yeah, it's not my fault. It's just like, that's my philosophy in life, but I didn't make it up. That's, that's that age old saying, you know. Well, you didn't make it up. And it does seem like it's sort of the way that deep down we each, we each know that that's the, that's a good choice. And it's also not what, whatever, what, what I choose all the time. You know, a lot of times I get caught up in like trying to push something forward or I want to get something done. I'm not enjoying the creative process. I just want to get to the end goal. And what I hear you say, and deep down what I know too, is that the prize is totally in the process if you can enjoy it. And, you know, all the treasures that begin to sort of open up and not knowing I hear you say a lot about that too, like not not knowing what the next thing is going to be. What does that feel like? Um, I love that mystery and adventure of every day, not mm-hmm. knowing what's going to happen. Like my life is, uh, it's kind of unstructured in that way where I wake up knowing there's going to be jobs coming in that I don't know what they are. But it might, you know, my phone rings every day with a new job, <clears throat> and you never know when the surf's going to get good. You're keeping your eye on the on the swell all the time. And you always have to be ready because you never know when the surf's going to get good. That's why yeah. you got to stay healthy, you know, yeah. not dr- not drink a lot. You know, I've never smoked a cigarette. You just you always have to be ready. And then for traveling too, when you get there, you better be in shape. You're going to get your butt kicked if the waves are big. <laughs> so right. there's a reason to stay in shape. Yeah, and always be ready for anything. Yeah, I've I have heard you. You've told me this a million times. You're like, there's never a day that's not surfable. If if you have the right board, you can surf every day. Yeah, so I've got like a twelve foot board, eleven, ten, nine. You know, I've got every every size, and then down to the short boards for when it gets really good. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Speak about that a little bit, just in terms of um, because I love hearing you hearing you talk about just your passion for for teaching and sort of passing it on to kind of the next generation. What is the well, a couple of questions come up, but what, what the first one is, what's the legacy that you really want to leave for the self, the surf culture here? I don't want you to be dead and gone, but when, when Mitch Kaufman and I are dead and gone, you know, what will you have left, you know, well, your, your <clears throat> spark for all I the things, what is it? A, a few of the things that I've left as a legacy is one's the radical side that I did for 10 years or really like 11 or 12 years. Um, that gave everybody a chance to see themselves on TV. It really boosted the morale and the popularity of surfing around here. So it helped a lot of people. And then also coaching kids in surfing, teaching them how to be a better competitor is really a fun honor for me because when you're coaching some kid to be a better competitor, it makes them a better free surfer. Free yeah. surfing is what it's all about, really. Um, and, and when you, and speak to that a little bit when, you know, for somebody who doesn't know surf lingo, what is free surfing? Okay. So free surfing, you can do all day, every day contests, 
you'll, you'll never surf more than one contest a week. And, not, and no one's probably ever done that in their life. Um, some people, most avid competitors only surf like one contest a month or less. So it's a fraction. Surfing competitively is a fraction of the overall surfing experience. Because the, the, the reason we surf, because we just go out and surf every day, all day if we want to. Um, contests are good to me, my philosophy of contests. And, I, and I've had a lot of luck in contests since I was like 13 years old. And I never took winning seriously because I see people winning when they don't deserve it. And I see people that should have won when they, and they didn't win. So contests don't necessarily prove who the best surfer is, um, maybe for that day. Mm-hmm. But what you do get out of contests is you're around a lot of good surfers all day or all weekend or all week. And everybody's pushing each other. You're raising the performance level of yourself and your community yes. by, by competing. So you can't take it seriously. You have to take it for what it is. Push yourself, learn from others around you because you've got all the best surfers congregated in, on that one beach competing. Yeah. It's a, um, you surf for 15 minutes. And hopefully you advance to the next round. And if you mm-hmm. don't, you got, you got to take away what did I do wrong. And then if you do do well, you still need to take away what did I do right. And then you share that with others. And you yeah. do that for years. And, and it's just you make the friends that you make, you can travel with them or maybe even go stay with them wherever they live. Yeah, that's, been my, totally. that's been my life, you know. Yeah. And, and especially all through my teen years. And then... And then for the rest of my life too. Where do you think that sort of that, you know, I think that a huge component of expanding um, community and, you know, creating a ripple effect of, you know, causing people to feel like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take a creative action. I'm going to take a step into, into trying surfing or trying yoga or, trying a new restaurant or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that may feel like getting out of your comfort zone to try something new. Um, that's so important. And I see it so much in what, you know, what you've caused. What is it that you hear the most when people take a step into trying surfing for the first time? Yeah. So, I've taught people from little bitty, from probably, you know, four and five years old up to 50 years old or older. And when you use the right equipment and the right conditions to make sure that their first experience is a really good one, then they love surfing. Surfing is so fun. It's addicting. It becomes a lifestyle. I've seen 50-year-olds adopt it as their main passion in life, which is crazy, you know? And it's, it's, uh, in, in some ways, parents, you know, they might not, it's not the best thing because when your kid gets addicted to surfing, that's it. Right. He's a surfer. He's a surfer the rest of his life. Right. That's all that matters. But, um, it's a super healthy lifestyle. One thing about this community in Jacksonville beach is it's, and, and I, I, I try to perpetuate this through all the contests that I've run and when I coach and teach and, and um, and um, just inspire anybody. We are a big family here in Jacksonville. It's it's the way it's always been since I was a little kid. We've got several surf shops here that all have their own individual surf teams. Doesn't matter which shop you surf for. Doesn't matter what kind of board you ride. Um, 
we are a big family when we travel and just when when you're surfing the pier or the poles, mm-hmm. you know, nobody says oh, that guy surfs for, you know, some, some other shop. Mm-hmm. He's not cool. The only way you're not cool is if you're just, you know, a, a jerk. Right. And we don't have that many jerks here. Like, this is a huge surf community and everybody is cool. And, and, and the talent here is incredible. People mm-hmm. come from here from California, Hawaii, Cocoa Beach. They're amazed at the talent and the attitude that we have here in Jack's Beach. You go to yeah, Cocoa Beach. Pause for just a second, okay. because that's what that was the second thing that I was thinking of a little while ago. Okay, the level of, um, so the level of talent that has come from this, uh, you know, I look at surfing and you know watching people. It's the most creative thing there is. I mean, it is so beautiful. You know, watch it's people's artistry. We have surfers from all over the place that, you know, are all over the world that, you know, are up against surfers from Jack's Beach that are just, I mean, the, we've got the stars here, yeah. you know, from yeah. from the way I see it. Why do you think that's been cultivated here? And is that not what it is in other places? So any town, any coastal town on planet Earth with good waves has their own little surf community. And yeah. they, it, and it's the same in every town on the planet. They push each other. You know, you grow up, you're like 11 and 12 years old. You got your little gang, you push each <laughs> other and then you, you compete. But, but, and then as you get older, you just keep getting better and you keep pushing each other. And then you teach little kids and you learn from your older guys. That's the way it is everywhere here in Jacksonville. We just have an attitude where nobody thinks they're cooler than the other guys. We do, we do have a crew right now and we, we've, Every generation has that the, the guys that absolutely dominate locally and globally, you know, from Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Right now, you know, it's the Thompson brothers, you know, Asher Nolan, PJ Satterwhite, and, and, and the list goes on. Um, we have guys like Jason Motes that's giving back by coaching kids, running the contest. We, we just have the, big, the biggest crew, Dane Jeffries, and we always, we're always there to help. If anybody needs anything, the community comes together. Yeah. Um, and we're, we see somebody in the water that needs help, we go help them. We see somebody struggling, trying to learn how to surf. We may say, hey, your board's too small, which is a common mistake mm-hmm. when learning how to surf. You, you need a big board. So that's how it is here. But we do have, I, I think just the talent comes from there's people that have that natural ability and they're the best and they, they, and they try harder than anybody in practice. And then the, the fringe crew that watches them they they just that raises the bar so yeah. everybody just gets better yeah and what i'm hearing you say too which is what i love is that it is a you know a culture is actually what someone it's almost like it's almost like a reputation you know a reputation is what someone else tells you that you have yeah you know, yeah, Mitch Coffin right. has a great reputation. That's what I, you know, and, and a culture is actually what, what other people say has been created. You know, we, we can't really say, oh, there's this culture of service um, through the surfing community. It's actually the onlooker that creates it. But that is, you know, from the observer and from an onlooker, that's what I get. I wouldn't say that I'm in the surf culture. I'm a big supporter of it. But as as an onlooker of it, it really is. It's such a it's such a beautiful um, 
it's a beautiful story of mentorship and passing something down and cultivating really a sense of equal part service and fun. And that I really believe, Mitch, so much of that comes from you because you you are you are service and you are fun too. Like you Thank make you. it so fun. And see, really, I just think I'm just one of the many guys and girls that will volunteer their time to help out. I think everybody around here um, will help out. I've just been in that position to help out because I was older, you know, like I've been in the scene for so long. I was, I, I became the older guy at one point in time. Yeah. And, and I do want to say as far as service goes, like we have big autism surf camps here, but from the Heal Foundation, yeah, you know, this um, the Sears family, um, and the top pros in town will show up to volunteer. You know, Sunrise Surf Shops help, helps out with the, with the um, autistic surf camp. Um, we have the Special Olympics that Paul West runs. Um, any, just in the surf camps, you know, like surfing helps autistic kids because when you're in the water, mm-hmm. it, just, it just helps you come out of your shell a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, same thing with Special Olympics. And then Wounded Warriors. And so everybody shows up yeah. to volunteer here because it's just, um, it's just what, cause I think everybody in this community is, is appreciative of what they have here. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah real lucky. I, like, I agree. I mean, this was a bubble during the pandemic. Jack's beach wasn't affected that bad, you know, Isn't, that's the way I it know. is. People were like coming here to get, yeah. yeah, to get here, to get, to get away from, yeah. From darker, yeah. Closed places. We're so lucky. Yeah. What would you say, Mitch? Um, and what would you say to somebody who needs a little nudge of encouragement to take a first step? And I know like to, you know, in my, in my place, it would be, or in my space, it would be to pick up a paintbrush or to roll out a yoga mat or, um, in your, in your position, what would you say to somebody who needs a little nudge to pick up a camera or pick up a surfboard to try something that they've always thought of doing and they just need the encouragement to do it. So I tell everybody for one thing, getting older as I am and my, my crew is yoga is the best thing for you because it's, it's not going to, um, you know, really, it's not going to injure you. You're not going to, you're not pushing yourself. You go at your Mm -hmm. own pace, but you have to stretch and it's a great workout. And if you want to stay young, you have to do yoga. Um, surfing is real easy. Just get a good instructor and get a big board and don't go out over your head yeah. and, you will, and you will love surfing. That is a great exercise because staying healthy and fit for as long as possible is key yeah. to, you know, health and happiness. Totally. So yoga and surfing really go hand in hand. Is that what you would say? Really all of that is what, those are your choices for staying fresh and your passions yeah. and then yeah feeling if you restored. want to be happy and healthy you know and and if and if you're young do get a job that you that you love mm-hmm. you know you got to make money but find something that you really like that's going to help that, that enough people need your services yeah and um but yeah work stay healthy by exercising yeah and get up and and live your passion every day and you'll never work a day in your life huh that's that, uh, yeah just that's just again i got really lucky <laughs> yeah well you can call it lucky um and some of it you put, you didn't have anything to do with you know being born here and 
Right. Um, that's a, that's another reason. That's the the basic origins of my luck is being born into two parents that grew up at the beach, super cool people, mm-hmm. you know, like my mom, super cool. And she was a great example for me to just always do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that they, were they encouragers for you to, st- to stay creative, to try new things, to grab a surfboard or was it like, oh, not really, not really. Yeah. They, they didn't care about surfing, Yeah, but, but, but I was, I, w- I grew up in the middle of surfing. I mean, it was like just everywhere. Yeah. That was my, when I was like five years old, I saw surfing or even four years old. I'm like, that's going to be me the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. And it has been. Yeah. I and skateboarding, it. you know. And skateboarding. Yeah. That sort of falls to the wayside though when, when you're right at the water, doesn't it? But it's oh, crazy oh, yeah. Yeah. How, how much that's grown. Skateboarding is huge. It's huge. Yeah. It's and that was a big part beach. of my life as a kid, you know, before it got big. And yeah. I was right there in it when it got big. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You were the first. <laughs> you were. You were so the first. Okay. We're going to do a few rapid fire questions. Okay. 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 So take a sip of water. Get ready. What is one thing that you want to try in your lifetime that you haven't yet? Um. <clears throat> Maybe hang gliding. Yes. Let's it's do like that a, together. It's like you're a bird, you know, you're flying. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Fill in the blanks. Creativity gives me blank. And I see my creativity giving others blank. Happiness. If you had to choose one word for your life up to this point, what would it be? Lucky. <laughs> Productive. Yeah. You know, it's been a theme through the conversation. Fill in the blank. My future looks blank. Great. Mm-hmm. Why are you most thankful for creativity? Because it means that my brain works, you know, and I have time to uh, to have that release, the creative release, instead of being chained down to some overbearing job. Mm. Creativity comes from freedom of time. I don't think you can do that if you're like so worried about working nine to five to get home tired. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's given you your life, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love you, Mitch Kaufman. Love you. I can't wait to go eat some coffee ice cream with you sometime soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank okay. you so much, my friend. Maybe you and TF and I'll get some dinner soon. Yeah, let's do it for sure. We'll go see Don and Deb. Yeah. All right, love you. Thank you so much for joining me today on One Creative Act. I hope this conversation has you imagining what's possible to move in the direction of the creativity you have and to take action to ignite it. I hope you're inspired and recognize that you too have been born with an adventure only you can create. If you enjoyed this conversation, hit the subscribe or follow button, write a review or share it with a friend and connect with us on Instagram at One Creative Act. Share what you loved about this episode on your Instagram story and tag us. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. 
I can't wait to create again together. <laughs>